For more than 30 years, my wife and I have been preaching the gospel in downtown Brooklyn and around the world. And we've seen changed lives to the degree that you just wonder, could this be possible? Jesus Christ can change anyone. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, they become that new creation that God promised. And of all the people I've seen God change, at the top of that list, one of them has to be a man I want you to meet. His name is Roma. Let's just put it this way. When kids grew up in the suburbs, uh, they had doctors and lawyers to emulate. I want to be like John's father, who's a lawyer or a doctor. Well, our experience and my experience in Holland was I wanted to be a gangster because that's what we saw. We saw these gangsters riding down the streets in fancy cars with, with beautiful women uh, and having this level of power and money and prestige. That's what I wanted. I started out at 13, paying off cops, crooked cops in the neighborhood. Uh, me and a friend of mine, we were selling, I, I was about 14, and we, had a, we were selling drugs in the school. I wasn't scared of the streets, but I was scared of my mom. I used to sit in front of my store in a beach chair, sniffing cocaine and drinking champagne in broad daylight. That's how nuts I was. And I'm in the back of my store, and a young lady comes up to me, Christian, I mean, face of an angel. And she gives me a track, and she says to me, Jesus loves you. I ball the track up, and I hit her in her face with it, and I tell her, get out of my store. I don't need God. I make my own bones. Church is for wimps, and it's for cowards. I don't need God make my own money. I don't need God to make money for me. I don't need God. She walks out. Mind you, two days or three days later in my store, here's another young lady. She comes in and she does the same thing. Well, I do the same thing. Get out of my store. But the amazing thing after that, I started to think about it. And what was so fascinating about those two young ladies is that when I hit them in their face with those tracks, all I saw was love. That blew my mind. Even when I disrespected them and cursed them out, I was enamored by that love, man. I said, wait, I couldn't figure that out. My partner who was a cocaine dealer, father was a preacher. His dad was a preacher. So one day he comes into my store, comes to the counter and he says, Roma, God is calling you to preach the gospel. You're gonna get saved. I looked at him and I says, no disrespect, but how can the devil's son get saved? I know a little scripture and it says that the devil can't be redeemed. So I was literally calling myself the devil. And it was amazing. He said to me, you're going to become a Christian. You're going to be saved. God's going to use you in a mighty way and you're going to preach the gospel. We Christians are inhabited by the Holy Spirit. This is what makes us different than anyone else on planet Earth. Uh, Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, the cults, other religions, unless uh, you are born again, then you have the Holy Spirit living in you. 
Everyone else is just trying to teach you their doctrinal persuasion. But Christians have been changed because they've been invaded by the spirit of the living God. I'm in my store and there's an old retired, well, old gangster in my store. And I said to him, wait a minute, I know somebody with that name in Harlem. And he said, yes, that's my son. About a month later, a black Mercedes pulls up to my store. And I'm thinking, what do they want with me? Because his son is a contract killer. That's what he does. I know him from Harlem. One day he pulls in front of my store. I see him, I go out, I jump into his car and I say, listen man, what do you want from me? And what he told me sent chills through me. He says, I know where you live. You got a cute little baby girl. Cute little girlfriend. You're doing about a million a year at this store. I'm impressed. No mob connection. It's all black owned. I'm impressed by that. He says, he, he told me where my mother lived. He knew everything about me because that's what they do when you're a hitter, when you put in work, you research your people. He said to me that we're going to create a hit team like Murder Incorporated back in the 30s. He said, but the only thing, Roma, we're going to be bigger than them. And he said, what I want you to do is I want you to recruit young men and we're going to train them to be contract killers. And he says, we're going to be rich. And he had his gun right on the side. So all of a sudden, all of those thoughts come back. The little girl's giving me the tracks. My partner's father saying, God is calling you to the ministry. And in my heart, I said to myself, I said, God, if you are real, I need you now. And when I said that, the power of God came into that car. All my fear was gone. I looked at him and I pointed my finger at him and I says, I don't want no part of you or your plan. And I said, besides, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. And when I said that, the atmosphere changed in the car. I got out of the car. I'm walking into my store, but because I'm figuring he's going to shoot me because now he's revealed his plan. Can't allow me to live because I'm not going to get down with him. When I went into the store and when I turned to look out the door, his car was gone. To this very day, I never saw him again. The letter, even the letter carved on those stones given to Moses, they kill. Why? Because my sinful tendencies override my conscience, which says that word is true. You need to live that way. Stop lying. Stop doing this. Start doing that. No, we don't have the power. We don't have the grace, shall we use that New Testament word, to be what God wants us to be. And the Lord says, 
that this new covenant is a born-again experience where not only are our sins forgiven, but the Spirit lives inside of us. And if anyone is in Christ Jesus, they are a new creation, not by just the work of the cross, but by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in every single believer. The scripture says, if God be for you, who can be against you? What can separate you? I immediately called my mother and I told my mother, I said, Mom, I'm going to come to church. I said, Mom, I had an encounter just now that you won't believe. So I walk into the church and I'm sitting in the back and the usher says, do you want to come up? No, 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 no. Because I still think church wimps, you know, wimps go to church. I didn't want to see anybody see me go into the church. So I'm sitting there. And the preacher is preaching my life. You know what scripture says when a man, when the church is operating, the secrets of that man's heart is revealed and he'll fall on his knees and say, surely the Lord is in this place. Well, that scripture came alive for me. So I'm sitting there and I'm saying, how does this man know how I was living? And I said, when I said, my mother must have, I, I got caught. Because I said, man, only me and God knows this. It's God funneling this information to this guy. Anyway, as I'm sitting there, he makes an altar call. Now, there's no one beside me, not a single person. I'm sitting there and a voice says into my ear, go. I, I go, whoa, where did I come from? I'm looking around. I said, wow, this is getting spooky. I said, wow. People came up to give their lives to the Lord. And the pastor says, for some reason, I can't go on. There's someone here God sent today. I don't know who you are but I can't continue my message until you come. It's your last chance. And when he said it's your last chance, an invisible hand, uh, I felt the hand, it touched my shoulder. And when that hand touched my shoulder, I felt the love that I can't describe. And the voice said again, go. And that was the Holy Ghost. That was the Holy Spirit. And when I walked down that aisle, I was saying to the Lord, God, do I have to give up my cigarettes? And he was saying to me, yes, I'll give you something better. Lord, I got to give up the cocaine? Yes. I'll give you something better. Lord, not the women. Yes, I'll give you something better. And when I went down to that altar and the pastor was going around praying for people, and when he got to me, I remember going down on my knees and he had his hand on my knees and he was saying the sinner's prayer. My life went into recall and the Holy Spirit brought my mind to all of those dangerous times when I should have been killed. The Holy Spirit was saying, I delivered you from that. I saved you from that. It was me who kept them there. And the most chilling thing, there was two chilling things that the Holy Spirit said to me. The first one was not as severe as the last. The first one was this. And the Holy Spirit says, the very people that you were around wanted to kill you and I kept them from killing you. And the last one was the most devastating. And the Holy Spirit says, if you would have not come, you would have been in hell. And when I said that sinner's prayer, 
I literally felt my sins being lifted from me. I remember jumping off that floor and leaping up. And, and at that time, my mother's wasted. She's in the choir stand. She's like, oh, God, thank you for saving my son. Oh, Lord. And the ushers are fanning her and they're doing all of this. Right. When I jumped up, I said to the pastor, I feel so light. And the pastor said, son, that's your sins. God has took them and threw them in the sea of forgetfulness, not to remember them no more. And my brothers, after that, for the last 27 years, I've been serving the Lord and it's been a blessing. And the Lord has never, ever failed me once. Any failures that came in my life was when I refused to trust him and refused to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit.